you are so right in saying that a gift can be perverted. Mm -hmm. It can be used for evil or it can be used for good. Because wow. yeah. I could take my gift and begin to manipulate people. Mm. Say, ooh, you have to do this or else. And that's what some of the psychics do. Oh, you have to give me $3,000 for me to take off a hex or whatever it is. Mm. That's manipulation. Wow. You know, that's extortion. Right. Those don't feel good. Right. You know, when you go and see somebody and they're telling you that and you feel horrible in, or, I, inside because it doesn't feel right. Right. You should be able to hear the voice of God and feel good yeah. or somebody be able to pray over you, pour into you and you leave and say, hallelujah, I feel wonderful. Right. Not feel horrible. I have people who leave me and say, do I have to come see you again? No, if you want to, I don't, I'm not going to tell, oh, you have to come see me six, seven times a week. So what? No, no, the work is done. The work is done. If you want to come talk to me, if you want to come see, that's fine. But I'm not going to put pressure on you and say, you know, I'm tying you into a contract, an agreement. You have no, no, no. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. Welcome, Cindy, to How I Discovered My Gift with David D. Simmons. I'm so honored to have our guest today. Uh, she's an amazing person, and uh, I have had the privilege and the pleasure to know her and be in her presence. Um, and I, I can't wait to share with you all the things that she's going to share with you. Uh, so I'm going to just read her bio, and then we'll jump right in. Uh, so for Cindy, at the age of 16, her chemistry teacher taught her how to make hair products, which inspired her love for beauty products and the desire to create the best for women. As a former registered nurse and veteran salon owner, it took her years to, of research and passion to bring these proven products, which deliver results. Diva it is for a woman who wants beauty, excellence, and elegance in her hair. Diva stands for divine, inspired, virtuous, and anointed. So thank you, Cindy, for coming to the show. Truly a pleasure and an honor to have you. Um, I shared a little yeah. bit about your bio, but uh, I'd love for you to, to kind of take us deeper into who Cindy Talia is and the journey you had to come to who you are today. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Um, this is right up, right up my alley. <laughs> you know, this is um, this is my domain, really. Um, I enjoy inspiring other women and men to find their passion, their calling, their purpose, really, their mission, what they they were born and created to do. And what I realized when I was young, you know, the age of about five or so, that I could actually see and hear the Holy Spirit. You know, I could hear God speaking to me. Um, I had visions and I wasn't sure what I was seeing. Um, some of it scared me because you feel overwhelmed by some of the knowledge and the insight and what you're seeing. Uh, but I kind of like pushed it in the corner and come my teenage years, my aunt who had a prophetic anointing would look at me and point and say, you're one of us. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, I'm not. You know, we're trying to go to the club. And here she is laying hands, praying over people. That's what she did. And I was like, no, that's for old people. You know, that that whole serving the Lord and giving your life to Christ and all that. That's for, that's not for me. I'm trying to have an exciting life. That, that would involve me becoming boring and unexciting. Well, I was in for a shocker. Um, it took years. Uh, it took my, my, my teacher creating the products uh, or showing me how to create. Um, it was actually nail polish and lipstick. Uh, what he didn't realize he did was he kind of opened the door. He was a conduit for this whole thing 
um, beginning this work that God was trying to do in me. How old were you right there? Um, I was 16. I was in uh, I was in Achimota in, in Ghana, and my parents had picked physics, chemistry, and biology for me, and I was struggling with chemistry. So he thought he would teach me a practical application, which would help me enjoy his subject. And when we had the science fair, which he asked me to join, he presented me as a cosmetologist and a chemist, and I thought, oh my gosh, that's what I want to be when I grow up, you know, create beauty products. Um, so the excitement I, I had shared with my, my family, my parents, of course, and it was, no, you're going to become a doctor. You're going to go, um, and become a doctor. That's why I do medicine. That's why we signed you up. So I ended up going to nursing school, um, 13 years later, leaving nursing to follow the dream of having a hair salon and then creating my beauty products. That's when God began to say, oh no, you think you're doing this? I'm about to show you something. So the whole process, see, your blessing is tied to your obedience. Mm. So in order to receive your gift fully and your assignment fully, you have to be able to hear the voice of God and act. And when he speaks to you, he's not going to speak to you in a voice that says, go and harm somebody. Mm. It's that soft whisper almost it's that nudge it's that slight pull and i was being pulled from nursing to go and open a salon i had traveled up and down 140 which was reisterstan road looking for a location and i cried out because i couldn't find a, a, a place and i said god help me and i heard keep going. And my car kept drifting on until I dialed a number. And when I dialed a number, the lady said, we are fully leased at this location. However, I was going to hang up the phone. However, we have a location on 11299 Owings Mills Boulevard. Do you have a following? I said, yes. When I got there, the suite was 111. Okay. I called it one for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Spirit. But check this out. When we went in, she said, the code to turn the lights on is 2469. I was born the 4th of February, 1969. No. Okay? That was the first. No. Yes, that was the first. I'm getting chills. The first sign. Like, okay. Look. Okay. So. Lisa signed, everything went through smoothly. I had the place prepared. You know, God had the place prepared because I had been seeking funding to open a salon. Nobody would give me funding. Nobody would lease to me. But when we got to this place, this 11299, I signed the lease. I was able to get furniture. I was able to get someone to come and paint, put everything together. And it just flowed. Mm. Here I was, I had left nursing to start a venture in a field that I had never had any experience in. I was going on, not even share faith. I was riding by the seat of my pants. I was like, I'm determined to do this. But I didn't know God has had his hand in it until my daughter was sitting with me one day. Nobody was there. And I was saying oh, to myself, I was praying. I said, like, Lord, I've got this place. I have to pay rent, but I don't have any stylists. And my daughter, she was six, five or six, and she said, Mom, there are no stylists. There's no one here. Mom, there's no one here. And I wanted to say, shut up. I know. But right at that moment, I heard, <laughs> looked up at the window, two young ladies walked in, and they said, are you looking for stylists? No way. I'm Erica. I'm Tanya. We bring in our own clientele. We're going to rent chairs from you. And that began the, plan, the, 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 the running of my salon. By July of that year, David, all my chairs were filled and I was playing Patti LaBelle since the new day because I thought, okay, my assignment is done, God, you've given me a salon and now it's done. So basically, that's it. No, I experienced turnover, people coming and going, coming and going, coming and going until I got to a point where I only had one stylist, one girl. 
And this was the year, because I signed the lease in 04. This was 2000, beginning of 2007. And I thought, surely this is the end. And I spoke with a friend and my friend asked me, what is your purpose? What is your mission? Why did you do this? I couldn't figure it out. And he says, go home and think about it. Because I was on the verge of closing down because mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody, any, any operators. But God sustained me. And when I got home, I prayed and I said, God, I know, I know that I was meant to. Why am I here at this point? That answer came as it was always about beauty products. Mm. That's what started me on that journey. I, I just want to take a moment to pause right there. Please don't lose that yes. thought. Yes. For those listening that may be listening, and they're because you're you're explaining how you one one key secret I'm seeing is that you kept hearing from God, kept going to God, inquiring of God, and uh, a lot of people struggle with how do I hear from God? So how are you? How does one hear from God to know the next step or the next? Uh, standpoint of what they need to do. You have to be silent. You have to shut off the noise. And it's not a booming voice. David, go in the closet. Cindy, no. It's that nudge. It's the quiet. And sometimes it's even people. People that will come to you and, and share something that you already know or you were thinking about doing. Remember I said my daughter was sitting there and she said, mommy, there are no stylists. And I was thinking and I was praying it. And the two young ladies showed up. I prayed it. She spoke it, said they, they're not here. And then they appear. It was, it's like when you begin to put him first, when you begin to pray and say, Lord, I seek your answers. I want you to speak to me. You'll begin to speak, hear from him, see you know, all that starts to happen. You may be seeing a certain number, too. And it's not telling you go and gamble and do a scratch off, but it may be telling you, you may be hearing, it may be two days something is going to happen, you know, or two weeks. But you have to pay attention consistently and be listening. Not just listening for it, but it's a, it's a nudge, it's a pull. And it takes a... It, it, it takes some getting used to, because you, everybody hears from God. I don't care how you slice or dice it, because sometimes you'll, you say, something told me that I shouldn't go out the door, and when I did, I got in an accident. Something. That was the God talking to you, wow. telling you don't. Something yeah. told me not to go down that alley, and when I did, I got mugged. Mm. That was the voice of God. That's good. Yeah, yeah. so we just got to sharpen, sharpen sharpen our hearing skills and a blessing tied to our obedience is what i say Love don't that. question from here yes that's just good. listen here and follow through amen so yes. back to back to where you were in the story uh, yeah so so turnover led me to that period where my friend asked me to look in words i prayed as a god show me i heard beauty products and the next thing you know I'm reaching out to contract fillers. I had my my formula, my ingredients. I had everything together all these all those years, right? And when we connected, it was easy. It was effortless. We were able to create all the items, the shampoos, the conditioners, the leave-in. Everything went smoothly. And the minute that was done, my salon filled up again. Hmm. I had stylists coming from where he sent them to come and help me finish out the lease. At the end of my lease, I heard, don't renew it again. Walk away. Walk away. I needed a break for a year because then he began to work on me. I opened another location for two years, but you know what I heard him say to me? He said, open this, but for two years. And I began, uh, it was like a healing ministry. So it was more so people getting their hair done, but people also coming in for self-care, you know, being poured into, we were having seminars, all those things were happening at that location. But I heard two years. At the end of the two years, I was trying to extend it. And guess what? The boiler broke. Mm. 
No hot water to shampoo hair. I was trying to be, be disobedient. He said, I'm going to shut you down. So I left the salon, went to a gas station, was pumping gas and ran into my neighbor. And the minute I ran into her, she said, I said to her, you just met somebody and he's a wealthy man. He's going to marry you and move you south. And she was like, oh my God, how'd you know that? I said, oh, it's just something that I do. I, I, I just randomly talk to people. And when I hear, I, I just speak to them. God was trying to bring up the prophetic part of me. She said, oh, no, no, no. I need to make an appointment and come and see you. <laughs> I'm closing my salon. I don't have a place to see you. I had to quickly, hurriedly clear space in my home, in my basement area where I have walked down steps to quickly clear a space so I could see her. And I saw her. I saw her daughters. I saw her clients because she was a hairdresser as well. I saw that they sent me clients and they said, and so whereas most people have uh, life coaching, mine is more so spiritual life coaching mm. because when people come to see me, the first thing they're asking is, well, they're, they, they're already anticipating something is going to happen because they've been told by their friends. It wasn't just the prophetic. Multiple women, three or four of them had run into me. They were women of God. And they said, you need to stop running from your gift. There's healing in your hands. And I remember one day, one woman who said, actually, let's like, put my hands behind my back. Mm. So when this woman came to see me, it was more of a sharing and laying on of hands and she left feeling so good that she sent the rest of her friends in and it just continued on and on and on and on your gift make room for you i love that we're gonna your gift it. makes room for you we're gonna put a pin there please don't lose your spot there too completely i want to take some people back here because yeah. you've given so much already in the short time here um what what i want to ask you is going back to school right i i we relate both of Ganya from Ghana. Uh, uh, you were told to be the doctor, right? And there's this there's this real pressure to become what your parents want you to be. So my question to you is: Take us back to your childhood and how you didn't follow, or you did follow, and then you know, because a lot of kids maybe growing up in that household, Ghanaian, Indian households, Chinese. You know, uh, even American households where your parents are putting this pressure on you and they want you to be this thing. Uh, but you decided, you know, you would follow to a certain degree, but then you got off and, and, and did your own thing. Can you take us back to that and what happened there? Yes. I feel as though, or no, not feel, no, that the pressure was because in order to be respected in the Ghanaian society, African society, parents will pressure their children. Doctor, lawyer, accountant, they want them in certain professions or to marry doctors, lawyers, and accountants. I always knew I was different. There was something different about me. I began speaking in tongues um, at the age of 10 or 12. Um, you know, it's like there's certain things that were changing in me and God was working on. And like I told you, I was able to see vision and whatnot. And I knew I was different. That the pressure was always on. And what was hard for me was I, I couldn't understand physics, chemistry, biology. I didn't mind because I'm a reader. Um, I love reading. But I just couldn't understand it. And the pressure was so, so strong. And what I feel parents do is they literally kill that dream. Mm. They kill the gift. You come in here knowing what you were called to do. But at some point you're told, you can't do that, you can't be that. So then you operate out of fear and don't really know who you are. And that's why a lot of people can't find their gift because they've been told, you can't do that. Oh, what is? what are you doing singing? You can't make money out of that because we're equating everything that we do with making, with, with that monetary value, with making money. If it's not, if you can't flip it and make money right away, then it's not worth it. But they don't understand that 
your gifting, your anointing, what you were birthed and called to do, actually brings you the, the wealth. I got to a period a few years ago, that summer when I started, where my the revenue from my healing sessions were greater than the revenue coming from my products. And God said, I want to show you something. Because you're operating out of your heart and out of obedience for me. And you're touching lives and making a difference and saving souls, winning souls for me. There's no better reward than that, than winning souls for Christ. So each of our gift is there. It's just that family pressure mm. makes wow. us forget it. Yeah. So Makes us forget who we are. I'd like to ask you, you know, when somebody may say, okay, Sunit, your gift is hair design, right? Which, or hair, hair product design. They may say your gift is this, but gift is so deep. So can you take us to what is your, what are your gifts, right? And what, how can one identify somebody that's, you know, struggling <clears throat> and maybe this young girl that's listening to this podcast right now and just doesn't know what her gift is, how she can find it. So the two questions are, what what is your gift? And then how does someone else find their own gifts? Mine is in healing, transformation, and the prophetic, healing and deliverance. That is my gift. Um, my gifting is in the prophetic, so I'm a seer, I feel here, touch, okay. Um, and, and that is what, you know, got poured into me. My daughter's is music. She sings and you can feel it through your body. It releases something. And I allowed her to hone in on her gift. My middle son is a talker. He is now in law school, but he's cons consistently being transformed in that. My oldest loves finance. He loves numbers. He loves, you know, so everybody, he's still looking and searching and seeking and he will find it. If you remember the story of Joseph in the Bible, all he was was a dreamer. But he dreamt his way all, he dreamt all the way to the top where he ended up being an advisor to the king, to the Pharaoh. So it's something, maybe something so minute, or you may consider it insignificant, but it's something that when you tap into, it's effortless. How do you find it? You pray and say, God, show me what it is. I love music or I have a keen eye for colors, for paint, for art. I have a keen eye for positioning things in rooms. People love my cookies. They've never tasted anything better than my cookies or my cupcakes. You enjoy doing it. It gives you peace. It's easy. It's effortless. It's your calling. Mm, that's profound. You're struggling with the job, the job, the struggle. Mm. The job, the job, the struggle. Because mm. it's not a struggle. Mm. It's effortless. So, so take me into that's profound. I know they're being blessed by this. Take me to being a nurse, thirteen mm -hmm. years, mm -hmm. registered nurse. You're doing it. What were you experiencing? What were you feeling? What made you say, "I got to come up off this job"? I hated nursing with a passion because that's not where I was called to be, meant to be. Um, it wasn't that I wasn't a good nurse. It wasn't that I wasn't a great nurse. It wasn't that I didn't love people. I it just not. It was not where I was called to be. Um, and I always would think about primary health care nursing, community nursing, preventative care, wellness. And I was great at communicating. I hated going to work. I, I, I would call out sick all the time. Mm -hmm. I went from working five day a week or three 12 hours to working one day a month sometimes. I didn't care. I didn't want the money. I, I, it, it, it just, it stressed me out. Mm -hmm. I would cry going to work. Yes, I wouldn't even cry. Weep. Like, I hate this. Show me, show me. Until one day on my way in, I heard a sermon on the radio 
and a pastor that was preaching said, change your focus and change your future. And I prayed and I said, God, when I go in, give me a sign. If you give me a sign today, I'll do it. I'll leave. And when I got in, the doctor slammed a chart on the table in front of me. And I heard clearly, that's it. That's your sign. And I went to the photocopying machine and I wrote my resignation, put it in an envelope, went downstairs to the nurse manager's office and put it in a cubby hole with my resignation. Your blessing is tied to your obedience. You can't ask God, God, give me a sign. God, give you a sign. And then you not follow up and follow through because then he's not going to bless you. So had I not left, I wouldn't have been able to find a location. I wouldn't have been able to, you know, it's like, all the processes, people are struggling so much because what they're doing is they hear like, oh, I, I'm not sure. Let me analyze it. Mm -hmm. Overanalysis leads to paralysis. Ooh, Can you okay. say that again? <laughs> Overanalysis leads to paralysis. Wow. Stop rationalizing in your mind and just walk the walk. Just walk it. You hear it, you follow through. Hear it, you follow through. Mm. Years ago, 2016, I heard to go and pick up my flyers from a gentleman who makes my, prints my flyers for me. I went to Harry's location, picked up my flyers, and he said, Miss Cindy, I'm in a hurry. I need to leave because there's a meeting at the airport or they're meeting with minority business owners. I said, give me that flyer. I took that flyer, went to that meeting. There were 60 people. They were only picking four. My number, when he says four, when I hear four, I know he's working something because my birthday is the 4th of February. He, he gets my attention with the four, which is a number of order. Square has four sizes. I'm bringing order to you. Mm. So I get that fly. I go, I present, and ended up in the airport with a retail store. Blessing is tied to obedience. Mm. Yes, you have to listen and follow through. So this brings me to another point because we're, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the the store and the airport and all the great amazing things you're doing. Um, but but also take us through now. Okay, so now one has discovered their gift. Now I mean God does doesn't you know give us a gift and and he just expects us to just. You know, it's a it's a mature into this great thing automatically without our input. It takes some development. You had to you had to study. You had to prepare. You, you I know you 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 spend time in deep prayer and deep reading. Oh my gosh, yes. So what yes. what is the development process you've had to go to taking your <laughs> to a level of mastery? Can you talk about that? And he's still working on me. Hmm. There was a period of isolation. And um, where he just, there were no calls, nothing, no business, quiet, everything just to get me to him. And I remember at one point when I let go of the second salon location, I work on people, there was a period where I had to have, I had, was having issues with my knees. And he said, I don't want you running around. You can't go anywhere. All I could do was shower get myself dressed and get to my healing room and if i worked on people i didn't feel the pain once they were gone the pain would return and i'd have to sit there so of course now i'm either and usually i will watch youtube videos i will listen to um i would listen to td jakes i would listen to um oh my god this other gentleman he passed away i'm his, his miles monroe miles monroe um I would put prayers on, I would have um, gospel music on, I would read my word, you know, it's a whole variety of things. I would just lay there and just meditate and Lord, just speak to my spirit, speak to my heart. So it was a period of isolation so I could hear him clearly. And during those periods, it's very hard because God will pull people away from you who you even think are friends. He'll take them away. He'll, he'll just, woo! You know, he'll just take them away because he's trying to prune you. Mm -hmm. He's trying to prune you so you can grow in him spiritually. Wow. And that's what he's working on. So those are, you know, those are some of the periods that I went through mm -hmm. in order for me to hear him better. So, and I'm still, it's still a work in progress. I can imagine. Not over there. I can imagine. It's, it's never done, right? Uh, mm -hmm. so, so take us inside. I'm sure somebody's listening. Who this, who's, who's hearing things that you've said for the first time, they never heard of prophetic 
<clears throat> they never heard of steer. They never heard of all these things. Can you take us inside as much as possible inside the spirit realm? What is, because a lot of people think that we just operate from day to day. Um, you know, this microphone is a microphone. This mouse is a mouse. This, this glass is a glass. They're, 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 they're kind of oblivious that there's a whole nother realm. And I can imagine being a seer, being in the prophetic realm, you're exposed to also some of the world's <laughs> ugliest, dirtiest. And attacks. Yeah. Take us yes. into, if you can, just take us yes. into the spirit realm. What is it yes. like? So one of the experiences I had, the worst experience, so we had an event for women. And this lady came, and I had um, two people who were like armor bearers. They were praying over her as I put my hand and began to pray for her deliverance and for her healing. And all of a sudden, she kind of slumped over, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, lift her up. So we carried on. And I poured into her and poured into her and continued to have the Holy Spirit have me pour into her. A friend of mine who carries a similar gifting and anointing me said, she said, Cindy, you didn't see it because you were so close. But I saw snakes coming out of her mouth as you guys were pouring and laying hands over her. When this is all over, the lady stung to the ground. But when she got up, it's like her, she was clear, her Everything was just like her whole demeanor, it changed. Two days later, I was laying in the bed. I couldn't get up. It felt like the flu, like I had been in a battle. Like, you know, you work out, your muscles ache, your whole body aches. That's how it felt. I called one of the ladies that was armor bearing for me. She said, Cindy, I'm feeling the same way. We are under attack for setting that woman free, for doing what? God had us do, but we're going to be okay. So then it was sea salt bath, you know, get myself together, the word, and then finally they kind of lifted. And it wasn't the flu, it was a spiritual attack. Mm. We are, this is a physical body, yes, but indwelling is a spirit and a soul. Hey, so when we depart from here, this remains on the earthly plane and eventually and when we're buried or whatever it ends up decomposing but the soul it, it, it ascends or descends somewhere and i've seen i've had an, an encounter where i was literally half awake half asleep where i heard a voice say everything's gonna be all right where i was going through and i heard that voice to soothe and calm my spirit and I knew it was the voice of the Lord saying I was going to be okay in a certain situation. I've also been in the same half awake, half asleep state and seen a demonic spirit literally say, you need to come and belong to me. And I've said no in the name of Jesus. And it's like, mm. I felt that presence right. in certain people who don't even know they're walking around carrying mm. a demonic spirit in them. Wow. And they brought it either through the occult, they brought it through objects that they, 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 they've come through objects they had in their home. They've mm. gone and played with tarot cards, which mm. carry those entities and negative beings. Wow. And they thought, oh, I'm fine, but you don't understand you're carrying this and it's blocking you and it's also hemorrhaging through your body in some kind of way, some shape or form. And it's repelling people from you. It's repelling situations and they don't even understand. So it's, it's, it is a realm of light and dark, mm. good and evil, God and the devil. Yes. That's true. It's real. Wow. Because we, we want to see a tangible this. Yeah. That's why it was hard for me in the beginning. It's like, what am I? Who am I? What am I? Mm -hmm. People won't understand me because what they're going to think, oh, wait, is she imagining? No, no. I cannot imagine two women who left my healing room on separate occasions. They had MS, left their canes, and they were able to walk. That's not my imagination. Wow. And that was not me. That was God. Wow. Hey, I cannot imagine praying over somebody. They begin to throw up and vomit and all of a sudden when it's over it's, I feel so much better 
I felt something pressing on me. I felt some dark objects around me. I felt shadows. I saw shadows. I can't imagine that. That's yeah. tangible. So, so. so I, I love this. This is powerful. We've never gone this deep into this, this kind of realm before on the show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love this for people hearing this because there are some people, are, like I said, are learning this and hearing this for the first time. So could you take an example? Because um, a lot of people don't realize that, and, and this is something I have to realize. So my gift is an encourager. So yep. a lot of times as an encourager, you, you can you, you use your gift to encourage people, inspire people. But the inverse of that is what I was using in high school, which is discouraging. I used to make fun of people. I used to uh, destroy self-esteem because I had low self-esteem. I used to make fun of so a lot of times people use their gift in the inverse and 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 and, and the wrong things just like they're singers who are using their their gifts to promote good songs healthy songs and, songs and to, to destroy destroy and tear down and, and call women bees and this and yes. that. so, so yes. if you could take us to the realm of you're using this for good but there are people as you mentioned of the cult side I'm not trying to scare the listeners, but this is the reality. The psychic side. They see too. The devil sees too. Yeah. Or can use people exactly and pervert their gifts. Yeah. Okay. Um, and let's go. We'll, we'll go there because in the beginning of my journey, right, when I first, first started, like when I had my salon, I had um, met a friend who introduced me to Reiki, okay? And this was, you know, alternative healing, alternative healing, similar to acupuncture, yada, yada, yada. And I went for a session and I felt like, oh, this feels so good. I feel at peace, da, 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 da. And then I started seeing this other lady. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll help you, you know, get attuned, so you get da, 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 da. But then what I realized was this was, um, what's the word? Um, Oh, it's like not an alter, not just an alternative form of healing, but when you make yourself a god and say, "I am the one doing this," mm. right? Then really, you canceled out the need mm. for God. Wow. Okay. And it got to a point where God pulled me up and said, "That's not what is happening. I'm working through you," because. Mm you now see that people who are being delivered are being delivered in my name. So I will go in praying and pleading in the name of Jesus, break this and things will start happening. He says, in my name, will you cast out devils or cast out demons? So you can't go in there and use another medallion say, oh, this Mm -hmm. So you are so right in saying that a gift can be perverted. Mm -hmm. It can be used for evil or it can be used for good. Because wow. I could take my gift and begin to manipulate people. Mm. Say, ooh, you have to do this or else. And that's what some of the psychics do. Oh, you have to give me $3,000 for me to take off a hex or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That's manipulation. Wow. You know, that's extortion. Right. Those don't feel good. Right. You know, when you go and see somebody and they're telling you that and you feel horrible in, in, inside because it doesn't feel right. Right. You should be able to hear the voice of God and feel good. Yeah. Or somebody be able to pray over you, pour into you, and you leave and say, hallelujah, I feel wonderful. Right. Not feel horrible. I have people who leave me and say, do I have to come see you again? No, if you want to. I don't, I'm not going to tell, oh, you have to come see me six, seven times a week. So what? No. No. The work is done. The work is done. If you want to come talk to me, if you want to come see, that's fine. But I'm not going to put pressure on you and say, you know, I'm tying you into a contract, an agreement. You have no, no, no. No. I love it. No. You're, you're using your gift for good, and thank no. you for your service. Mm -hmm. Speaking of your service to the world, 
uh, take us into the what we were talking about because you uh, earlier about your business and, and, and Diva by Cindy. So you not only have a line of, of products, uh, hair care products that you developed, but you also were able to take this into to being the first woman who ever launched a natural hair care vending machine in a period, right? And then, and then you put it in an airport. Uh, uh, that is amazing. Can you tell us about That's that? God. Yeah, amen. Tell us about so, that because that's distributing your gifts on a high level. So that's, that's it. That's why I say your blessing is tied to your obedience. I had a retail store initially. And remember I told you in 2016, I went in there, presented, ended up with a retail store. And my store was reclaimed um, and given to a cosmetic company, um, which is larger. They had more money. They could pay more rent, whatever it is that went on. And I heard God say, let it go. And I thought, God, you let you brought me here, gave me the store. Now you say, let it go. And I heard, let it go. And I did. And in April of that year, I heard clearly, April of 2018, I was sitting there, had surgery. I was just feeling so sorry for myself. I said, God, why'd you put me in the airport and pull me out? And I heard automated, automatic, automated, automatic. You just kept sounding my spirit. So I wrote it on a piece of paper and I said, God, show me automatic. What do you want me to do with the word automatic? I closed my eyes, opened my eyes. I could swear I saw in 3D a vending machine was just swirling around. I was like, oh, God, you want me to engineer a vending machine and put the product in so I can scale. That's why you took that away. And see, out of obedience, I went online, Googled natural hair care vending machine. Couldn't find anything in 2018. So he said, no, you got to build it. Yeah found a company in like two, three days that could engineer it for me. And we made sure we had like a computer, a board on a touch screen board on the screen so people could touch and pick what they wanted. Um, it was done and I heard go back to Egypt. I'm like, okay, I went back to the airport and presented them with a concept and it was a yes. And um, ended up getting heaven one I call it heaven one. Egypt? You went to Egypt? I went back to Egypt, as in back to the airport. Ah, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Deep, deep, you so deep. <laughs> went back to the airport, and heaven one, I call it heaven one, uh, got her in the airport. I would hear, go there Thursdays and Fridays to promote. So every Thursday, every Friday, I would go there. I went there one Thursday because the urge was so strong, his voice was so strong. I got there and within a matter of five, 10 minutes, this woman approached me. She says, hi, uh, my name is Tamara. I'm the buyer uh, at TJ Maxx. We're gonna bring your products in. So ended up getting the products in, in, in TJ Maxx in the Midwest. It's like, you know, and as I said, your blessings tied to your obedience. Another day, urge was so strong. I went, I'm standing there, met a woman. She introduced me to her friend. And now uh, we franchised a unit for her in Arundel Mills Mall. And I kept pushing, 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 pushing to get my machine from one concourse back to the concourse I was at. And the option was, we can't put it there, but we can get you a storefront if you want to kind of franchise or mentor someone else. I ended up getting someone franchising for them and they now have a storefront at BWI. So it's like out of what had I not been obedient, he wouldn't open the doors, right? Wow. Amazing. Your blessing is tied to your obedience. I'm going to tell you that. That is the theme we're getting from you today is that obedience, obedience, because and we want to salute you for, for your obedience because no. obedience isn't easy. It's not like obeying no. God is just like, oh, it's easy walk, cake, cake walk. No. You've had to you've had to push through barriers. I'm sure you have a family, right? So you have a husband and children. Yeah, I have three children and a husband. Yeah, all of all of those things, and yet yeah. so so I want to speak to that, and I'm going to come back to I'm going to come back to the vending machine. But I want to speak to that. How do you walk in such obedience, and you know, and then you also have to have agreement between your family and that whole dynamic. How do you navigate through that? I. When I tell you, I, God blessed me with the most patient, loving man. You've met my husband Amazing before. Guy. Amazing guy. Sam, 
Sam has the patience of Joe. <laughs> Sam has the patience of Joe because he allows me to, you know, the man is the head of the house and he is the head, but he knows that I'm the neck. <laughs> and he allows me because he, he, he sometimes will even tell me, oh, oh I hear you or I'll, he'll, Give me that insight before I even say it or speak it, you know, and say, oh, yeah, I, I believe that you should do blah, blah, blah. Or, I, you know, he'll confirm it. And so he's come to that understanding and realization that I don't just walk by sight. I walk by faith now mm. and not by sight. And so when I say I'm, I got it, he won't say, oh, don't you just say, okay, <laughs> I told you to do, do it. Uh, my children, when they were growing up, um, they would tell their friends and their friends were coming over. Well, you need to watch my mom because she's going to tell you about you. <laughs> so my children's friends will come over. Like my, my one son, my oldest son, his friend um, had come. He was he plays football and I prophesied. And I said, you're going to play football professionally. And when he actually finished, they finished school. He hadn't been picked up yet, but now he has been. He plays professionally. And, you know, it's like... God would be would reveal certain things to me about them and their walk and where he was taking them. I don't push them like my oldest. Um, I didn't push him like, okay, you got to serve God like I serve God. He was aware. He knew. And I just said, God, just bring him a godly woman. Just bring him. He's got a wonderful young lady that he's with. I'm going to be a grandmother in yeah. December. She is, you know, godly. They go to church together. They worship together. She motivates him. She inspires him. She pushes him. Um, my my middle son is pretty much now in a, a phase of, you know, growing in his gift. And my daughter, you know, I would say also comes with maturity, mm. you know. Like I mentioned to you before, her gifting is music. And she's musically gifted, but when... She sings, I said, when well, you sing it, it's for edification. Mm -hmm. Gonna take a minute, but she gonna get it. Yeah. But, um, you know, you all, we're all on this journey. Right. And I allow them to be on their journey. I don't push them and say, hey, you have to do blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to, because I realized what that did to me. Mm -hmm. That it pushed me and it kept me in fear, kept me in bondage for so long. Mm -hmm. That my prayer years ago was what, Use me for a purpose greater than myself, but also use me to help other people who are trying to find their passion and their purpose. Help me release them and set them free. Set, help set the captives free. Amazing. So, oh, yeah. You're doing it. You're doing yeah. it. And, and yeah. so that brings me to my point about, uh, you know, you, you, you've obeyed and you've done the things that you're supposed to do with, with, with what God has told you to do. But there's also a piece. Oh, there's there's a piece of God has to do. There's a piece that you have to do. So with that, how important has it been? Because you're you're an excellent marketer. Right? Anybody has watched Cindy live. <laughs> anybody has watched her in person speak. She's an amazing, uh, a passionate person about what she does and her work. So there's an element of that because you can have developed the gift like you have. A person can develop their gift to sing, to cook, finance, law, whatever. But doesn't mean that it's going to be known on the level it should be known. It doesn't mean that they're going to have the, uh, um, the 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 clientele that they should have because they're not marketing. Can you explain explain and, and speak to the, the importance of marketing your gift and and how you've done it as well as share about you know, about some of your products and services that you offer? Sure. I used to tell my stylists when I had my salon, they don't know you're in here unless you're out there. Mm. Okay. My products are a vehicle and a conduit to healing. So when somebody buys a shampoo in dwelling in every product is a piece of me, a piece of God in here um, because he gifted me this product. To gift back to the world because yeah. he gives you a gift so you give it back how do you give it back love it. okay you give it through product you give it to a word through a word um marketing your pro your your gifting so of course like you know couldn't be like okay business cards you know 
prophetess, you know, blah, 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 blah. I, I just feel like it's so, it's, it's so, it's, it's like commercialized. Mm -hmm. But what ends up happening is when I'm at a trade show or I'm in the presence of somebody and they come in to purchase a product and God allows me or prompts me to give them a word, then it becomes, who are you? What are you? I'd like to experience more of this. How can I contact you? Mm. Here we go. Mm -hmm. And I give them my, my information. So that's how the marketing has happened. It's been, you sell without selling, mm. you know? This is what I'm selling physically, right? but spiritually, your soul has been bought. It, 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 your soul belongs to Jesus. Amen. You know, the, the a price was paid for your soul. And this is just the conduit wow. to help release you. Oh, that's amazing. So you can, you can, you can worship him you can connect with him. It, it, it means, I'm telling you, I couldn't do anything without God. People think, oh, it's luck. It's no, no, it's not. This. Luck has nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. God has blessed me wow. because he saw me worthy when I didn't see myself worthy. I was abused as a child. I've gone through a lot of abuse in my life and I didn't feel worthy, but he saw me worthy. If you're out there, you don't feel you are worthy. You are because you're still here. He allows you to live another day so you can find out who you are and who you're created to be. Your assignment is not over because you are still here. You're still breathing. Your assignment will not be over until you are in the ground. So while you are here, you are on a journey and a quest to find who you are in Christ. And if you can't find it, ask him to show you. And he will. I spoke to a lady yesterday. She makes people laugh. She would open her mouth and people would laugh. She lost a job and she lost herself in the process and said, I don't know. I can't even be funny anymore. I can't. And I prayed over and I said, Father God, in the name of Jesus, release that from her. And I said, you say you can't hear him, but pray and decree that in three days, he'll reveal it to you in a dream, that he'll speak to you so profoundly, you'll be able to get back there. But you have to be open and willing and obedient that when he tells you, you follow through. Amazing. Yeah. Wow, wow, yeah. powerful. This is, wow, this has been amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just have a few more questions. I don't want this to end, but you know, we, I know I have to respect your time, of course. Yeah. Um, but um, can you can you share about some of the products? Where can people get your products? Where can people inquire that you know some people are listening? You know, and I, I know you you are able to help, and you have the capacity to help people that are not in the uh, this local local area within your vicinity. You can help people nationally and internationally. So for those that are looking for your products. And those that are looking for, for hey, Cindy, I, I would love to get a healing consultation. I would love to get, you know, work with you. Um, what, where, where can they get information? And, and we'll, we'll make sure to include the They can actually, um, my products are on divabycindy.com. My products are in BWI Airport. We open, um, this, that location will open on the 16th of July. Um, go in there and ask for Sequoia Thompson. <laughs> She's the proprietor of that location. Um, also at Arundel Mills Mall. And we're in Sally's Beauty Supply across the country. Sally's was God sent, God led. Um, he guided, he orchestrated that whole thing. It was divine timing and God gave that. Because I had written on a vision board that I had created years ago that the first retail store was going to be Sally's. And guess what? It is. And it was. Yeah, I can show it to you. You'll be like, wow. Yes, when we get out there, I'll take I'll, I'll show it to you. But he orchestrated the whole thing. Um, and people, if they're looking to make an appointment, um, they can actually send an email to customer service at divabycindy.com um, or send a, a message through the website and I'll respond and I'll take it from there. 
But um, I couldn't do anything without him. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, I can't. I cannot. Awesome. I cannot. Order. People say, order my steps, right? That's an order our steps. Right. When he's ordering your steps, you're not following through. Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. When he's telling you, do this, take this step, take that step, go here, go here. You know, but you're saying you're asking him to order your steps. Mm. How can you say, ask him to order your steps and you're not following? I, I, I cannot. Yeah, that's good. <sighs> I'm gonna give you our last question, which is, which is, we, and you know that any guest is not prompted with this question. They don't know this question is going to come. So this is going to be straight from the spirit. Uh, what exact your answer is? And I have a feeling you're going to give us a great answer. The, the the question is, Cindy, what is the difference between one's gift and one's purpose? They're almost one and the same. Your gift is what you were born to do. And you use that. It's like it's, it's in tandem with your mission and your assignment here on earth. Your purpose is your mission. Okay. So my gifting is in the healing and prophecy, deliverance, laying on of hands. My mission and my assignment and my purpose is to use that to liberate and win as many souls as possible. Mm -hmm. Beautifully said. So your gift is the ammunition that you use to win the souls. Mm -hmm. You're here to win souls for Christ or win souls for the devil. It's one mm -hmm. or the other. Wow. That's it. Two, there's no middle ground. You're either winning souls for Christ or you're winning souls for the devil. Because wow. both are trying to, well, you know, try to get, yes. So that's what my gifting is. Beautifully stated, beautifully stated. So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you to do this. Could you, could you just give, as God leads, could you give a word for the listeners uh, or for someone listening right now uh, who's going to be hearing this podcast? Uh, um, just as God leads your spirit uh, for whoever and those people are and whatever God puts in your heart to tell them. Don't limit yourself. I would say don't limit yourself. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be selfish with your gift. If you have a gift and you're not using it, you are being selfish. You have to realize that God will bless you and restore what you think you've lost when you begin to use your gift. I thought for many years that the age of 51 or 50, when I turned 50, that things weren't going to happen. But he says, no, I gave you Sally's at 50 because you have more wisdom or insight. You're better able to handle what I've given you. And you wouldn't have been able to handle it back then. He wants you to figure out what you're called to do, not on your own, but with him. Read your Bible. The truth is in there. Read it. Read it. So you can feed your spirit, your soul. So you can edify it. Watch what you're watching, as in the people out there watch, you know, porn or they'll watch, you know, they're, they're, they're saying, oh, I love Jesus. But at the same time, you're filling your soul with filthy things that are not for the edification of your temple. So what are you doing? You're just pouring in dirt and filth. You want to pour in clean things that edify you and cleanse your soul. And if you walk past somebody and you feel ick, know that if you're not been called to go and deliver that ick, don't go and attach yourself to it. Because a lot of people will be in unholy unions or unedifying relationships and unhealthy soul ties and begin their life begins to deteriorate. So you have to understand that who's around you needs to be uplifting and encouraging and pouring into you. 
so that you can grow in Christ. That's what I'm going to share. Amen. We received yeah. that. You know the lessons been blessed. Cindy, this is yes. amazing. Uh, I appreciate you sincerely. Yes. I know that uh, those listening are going to be blessed just as I've been blessed today. Um, and, and, and so uh, we're going to make sure we put the information down so people can connect with you. Uh, buy up all your products and connect with you and and in uh, uh, your amazing work that you do. Thank you for oh, being obedient uh, to your gift, so we can all benefit from your gift. We appreciate. Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you, David. Thank God. you. Bless you it has been an honor and a pleasure. Awesome. Appreciate you. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Dear listener, I would like to thank you so much for listening to How I Discovered My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date, and it's called the Purpose Gift Tape. It's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts, which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose. This is a six-track album I poured my heart and soul into, it includes beautiful beats and amazing spoken word over it. And I'd love to give that to you as a free gift, as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community. So to get your copy, all you need to do is go to podcast.daviddsimons.com. That's podcast.david, the middle initial D, Simons, S-I-M-O-N-S.com and get yours today. Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode.